Welcome to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we help online coaches learn how to elevate their brand, become the experts in their industries, so they can bring in more clients and create a life they want. I am your host, Chris Anderson. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review, and together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. Hey, welcome back to Elevate Your Brand. I'm Chris Anderson, your host. Uh, we're super excited to talk to David Wood today. We're going to be diving into you know, how to perform better in our businesses, to increase revenue, increase happiness in our lives, and be more courageous because that's what he does. He coaches high-performing business owners to do just that, double their revenue and their happiness, uh, which is crucial in, in life and business. And that helps him or he helps them be more courageous uh, in both their business and lives as well. And of course, he's got a book that just came out, Mouse in the Room. So we're excited uh, for him hitting top charts on Amazon in a, in a couple countries. So David, welcome to Elevate Your Brand. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Happy to be here. And I like the I like the title, Elevate Your Brand. You know, how do you get known? How do you have people trust mm-hmm. you? How, how do you have people excited to work with you? I like, I like that topic. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And I'm sure that you'll dive into that a little more because I'm it, it correlates, correlates to, you know, increasing revenue and happiness. I think just being able to get out there and help more people uh, with yeah. our brand. So, but before that, before we kind of dive into all that, I'd love to you just share a little bit about you, you know, what, you, what do you do for fun? What makes you tick? Why do you do, you know, the, the coaching that you do? Well, those are at least two big questions and I like <laughs> them. I like them both. Um, no one's asked me what I do for fun for for some time, so I like that question. Yeah, why I do the coaching that I do, you know, someone one of my clients asked me recently before he signed up. He said, "You know, are, are you making millions? Are you making, <laughs> you know, because he's he's making twenty million a year, and he wanted to know that that that's what." And I said, "No, that's not me. Mm. I if if that's what I wanted, I'd be an investment banker. I was an actuary." And okay. a lot of actuaries go into investment banking and I was consulting to Ford and Sony and Exxon and that's what I would have done. It's just not my main driver. My main driver is to be of service. And I think because I my emotions were shut down for so long as a kid and when I finally started to open up, I was like, oh my God, this is a whole different world. I want to help other people to access whatever it is that's going to have them live their best life. That lights me up when I see someone go, oh, my God, that's amazing. That's what I need. Sure, we make more money. But I say to everyone, if that's all you want, go find someone else. Yeah, I'll help you with your business, but I'm interested in the whole picture. Someone said the nicest thing I've heard in years. He he posted on a forum. It feels more like I've hired Yoda than a business coach. I'm like, yes, that's what I'm going for. So that's why I coach because it lights me up to help people. Mm. Plus I'm a nerd for systems. So, (laughs) you know, people, it's hard to see your own life. You can't read the label from inside the jar, Mm. right? Mm, And, And so I see all the puzzle pieces that are very complex and can help them click into place and move them around. And, and that's, that's fun for me. Yeah. So you said, what do I do for fun? That is actually fun. That's one thing that's fun. Also, um, I like Ultimate Frisbee. Okay. That's fun for me. I'm also a mad squash player. I've been playing squash since I was 12 years old. Wow. That's fun. But recently, something else that I'm doing that's huge in my life is I moved to Los Angeles 
to enjoy acting and really dive into the craft and see what it's like and see if I can do it and yeah and how I can feel more in front of an audience it's me mm -hmm. accessing more of David Wood and so I found this wonderful school in Beverly Hills here called the Beverly Hills Playhouse oh cool and every week every day actually I'm working on scenes that I have to put up in a professional theater uh for the teacher and the class and um that's so much fun. I'm doing a scene from when Harry met Sally <laughs> tomorrow night. Uh, I've, I've done Analyze This, A Few Good Men. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's, I just read this play, the, the Last Days of Judas Iscariot. Oh, wow. wow. I don't normally oh. get excited by scripts, but this thing, but I'm going to play Satan, who's appearing as a witness in the trial of Judas Iscariot, who betrayed oh, Jesus. Jeez. Yeah, man. And I read it, and I'm like, I'm born for that so <laughs> that's really fun for me that's that's awesome and i think you know i asked that question um one because it just popped in my head when we started <laughs> but two mm -hmm. I, I find it interesting what successful you know individuals successful business um people do for fun because life if you don't have in my personal opinion if you don't have things that light you up outside of the business things that you know you enjoy you know i just feel like it's it's not really at the end of the day, that worth it. Uh, I mean, yes, you're serving people, you're helping people, but there's got to be something else that, you, like, I love being out in nature. I love, I, I like acting. I don't think I could do to the extent you could at all, but, um, you know, just different things, experiencing life uh, to yeah. make it, you know, fulfilled. And because we're only here for a short time and uh, we got to have some fun, right? Yeah. One, two things I want to say that one, um, a, a client just signed up last week who, uh, he's making a few million dollars a year. Awesome. And I said, all right, let's work out your 12 month goals. What would have you lit up and calling all of your friends to say, this is awesome. <laughs> I want to do the hap I'm doing the happy dance, write down three business goals and three life goals. Just so we, we know where we're going. Mm -hmm. And he did a page of business goals <sighs> and three lines of the life goals. And I said, look, there's nothing wrong with that. Do you notice anything about the balance or lack of balance there? And he's like, oh yeah, I can see a lot for the business and what I want to do and how to get there. But the life, it's a little bit foggy mm -hmm. with that. I said, don't worry. That's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. And the other thing that popped into my head, you said, you said, oh, it just popped into my head. So I asked it uh, in the book, Mouse in the Room, I call that uh. a, curio a curiosity mouse. <laughs> so the mice are any thoughts or feelings we have that haven't been uh, named or shared mm -hmm. with the other person. And there's so many. Yeah. We all know about the elephant in the room, but I'm saying we need to address the mice in the room. You just had a curiosity mouse. I wonder what that guy does for fun. Yeah. We have so many of those flow through our brain and then they're gone. What if they get to be named and then I get to share that and then maybe we feel a little more connected. Absolutely. I think that's really cool. And it, so with that, I think we can dive almost right into it. Do you, do you see a correlation between those mouses or those mice? Uh, yeast, mice. Whatever. Those mice, those, I'm not a grammar person, so that's not what I do. But so those mice, the correlation there and increasing revenue and happiness. Do you see that correlation? I do. And it's not uh, obvious. Okay. Right. So it's, it's, it, it doesn't seem like the brain's like, oh, you know what? If I want to make more money, I need to share more of myself mm -hmm. with the world. 
But as I say that, I imagine listeners are going, well, that kind of makes sense. Um, so let me put it another way. If you do what most humans are doing, mm-hmm. if you fall into that box, and, and sometimes I do it too, you're shutting down a lot of yourself. We learned as kids, don't be angry or you get in trouble. If you're crying, sometimes I got in trouble because I'm crying. Um, so we learned, let's not upset the apple cart. If, <laughs> yeah. I, if I say that I'm disappointed, I might get a reaction and now we're, in, we're into a fight. If I say I felt betrayed by something that happened, maybe that's going to be really awkward. So I'm just going to, I'm going to not bring it up. The more we do that and we learn that and be, now it's a learned behavior, the other person doesn't know who we really are. Mm. Even in your own romantic relationships, new marriages with your kids, with your boss, they don't know who we really are. They get a sense of it. The more we can identify what's going on inside us, mm-hmm. the more and, and the more we can artfully name it. And that's very important too. You don't want to just blurt it out, right? The more <laughs> yeah. we can artfully name it, that gives the per- other person a chance to know us, to like us more, mm. and to trust us. That leads to buying from you and wanting to work with you. Yeah. Um, there's a and it's counterintuitive. Mark Manson, from uh, who wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, yeah. he said, uh, and I love this quote, the more you try to get people to like you, the less they will. <laughs> people need a little friction to trust you. Yeah, That's what this book is about. Name it. Now, I like to think that one of the reasons that um, some podcast hosts have had me back five times, well, back four times, so a total of five <laughs> times, is because I will tell the truth. Even yeah. if, I, if it's awkward or embarrassing or I might lose something, mm-hmm. there's something that's attractive about that. Now, some people are going to run for the hills. <laughs> They're like, I don't want to be around that guy. But other people are going to come in. And I like to think that one of the reasons I got voted into the Transformational Leadership Council, which was a career highlight for me, and for people who don't, don't know, Jack Canfield from Chicken mm-hmm. Soup, John yep. Gray, you've heard of it? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, yeah. John Gray from Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, Marion Williamson, presidential candidate. These people got together and said, we need to find a place where we can recharge and support each other. They take five members a year. Wow. It was a lot of luck that got <laughs> me into that council. We're, we're going to meet uh, this month in uh, in Texas. Awesome. And, and that'll be very exciting. But I think one of the reasons I got voted in and that I even got nominated is because I'm willing to name those edgy mice that Mm. maybe other people may not. And so, you know, one day here I am in Jack Canfield's house having lunch. I'm like, oh, my God, because I love and admire and I'm kind of in awe. And I'm in his house and and then one thing led to another and then um, I got an invitation to stay the night. And to wow. and to kickbox in the morning, and I was just stunned. I had a flight. I had something I had to get to. I'm, like, I'm just going to change that because this, this is more important. But and I said things to Jack that I'm like, can I say this? <laughs> I don't know. And look, some people are going to leave you. Right. Some people are going to wait. I don't want that level of truth. Mm-hmm. But when you do it, you're modeling 
a certain way of living and actually giving them permission subconsciously to share their own truth. And so now you're ping-ponging back in reality. It's like, oh, man, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because I've been thinking something similar and now boom, 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 boom. It's a whole different world. I, I know yeah. I'm talking a lot. I get excited when I talk about authenticity and connection. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I, I can I, I resonate with that because I get super excited about kind of talking about the same thing with people and I can just go. And <laughs> so I'm like, just tell me to slow down if I need to. But I think that's yeah. crucial. And I think, you know, even with that, with those mindset we name and, and things, I think it starts even with ourselves, like realizing them within ourselves before you even talk to someone else. Because sometimes we, like you said, we kind of, you know, push down all of those mice in our mind because it doesn't fit, you know, status quo or whatever, you know, lifestyle we're in. When we can like in our own selves, in our own lives, say, hey, you know, I have that mice mouse here, that mouse here and make those real and then understand that. Why do we have that? Then we can bring it to other people, too. And I think it starts with us. I think it's a lot difficult for people. I love that you said that. You know, I, I haven't told this story before, so I'm excited to be able to share it. When when we're going through, I was going through with my editor, and at the mm -hmm. time she was my co-author, Shana List, we were identifying the different kinds of mice, and it was fun. We're like, well, oh, we've got a desire mice. Okay, let's put mm -hmm. that down. And, and and then we were like, what about curiosity? It's such a mm -hmm. powerful tool that we, we lost as we got into adulthood. What, okay, right, we've got a curiosity mouse. We had seven different kinds of mice. Hmm. And then once we got through it all, we were like, what about the ones that are just for us? Mm. What about the mice that we just need to know? And then we realized, so we created a new category called mirror mouse. Oh, nice. And then we realized they're all mirror mice, <laughs> all of them. You yeah. might have a desire mouse, but it's great that you discovered that. Mm-hmm. I want this. Okay. And I, and maybe I'll own it. Maybe I'll name it with someone. Maybe I won't, but at least now I know what I desire. Yeah. Now I know what I'm tolerating. <clears throat> That's mm. a toleration mouse. See, Chris, when often the clue that we've got mice on our hands is, is we're feeling something. So we might yeah. just have like, I don't like what happened. That's all we know. Right now I'm an Australian man, grew up in Australia didn't have a lot of language around my emotions. All I know is I don't like it. And I'll give you an example. This um, man last week uh, had a, a session booked with me. I do, I don't charge for my introductory sessions because it's how I find the right people to work mm -hmm. with. And he booked the session. And then he, he sent, I showed up for the session and he wasn't there. And I went looking for my messages and there was a text 10 minutes before saying, hey, can we push this back a few days? I've got, I've had something come up. Now, all I knew is, no, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I found I had resistance. I don't want to do it, and I don't like that. So using the tools in the book, I'm like, all right, what's going on for me? Oh, you know what? I don't feel like my time's being honored mm. and being respected. And if we push it back, I have no confidence that he's going to show up for the next session. And now I don't know if this is really a priority for him. Uh, I don't know if he even really wants coaching. I don't want to be, you know, chasing yeah. this. I only want to work with people who are like, I'm serious about making change and I'm, I'm here. So I decided to use the tools in the book. I, uh, there's, I call it the 3D process. Okay. 
for uh, which stands for discover your mice, mm-hmm. decide if this is one worth naming, and then disarm the other person so that they're in a, a state ready to receive your mouse. Yeah. And so I did, I did all that, and I was like, okay, I, I think this is worth naming. So I said, look, I'm on the Zoom call now. Can you join just for two minutes? It'll, it'll be worth it. I think this is important. And so he jumped into the call and I said, can I share impact? Mm. This is the impact and this is what's going on in my mind. And I don't know if any of it's true, but I'm hesitant to schedule it again because I don't want to work with people who are really serious. And he was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and so we talked for a few minutes. He said, okay, I feel like a bit of a jerk now for, for that cancellation. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, I apologize. I said, thank you. And he said, I'm, this, is, this is having me lean in more. Mm. I feel more like I want to do coaching with you now because I, I feel like you're going to tell it to me straight. Mm-hmm. So that's a tiny little outcome, but it's counterintuitive. You think, oh, if I, if I make this a thing, maybe I'm going to annoy the person. Let's just have another call and hope it goes well and they become a client. Then maybe we can, I can bring it up. Mm. No, it's counterintuitive. So you asked, what's the connection between this and business success and money? Yeah. Well, what's it worth to be going to a retreat and hanging out with thought leaders who could um, promote my book, Mouse in the Room, with, with a word to somebody? What's it worth that I've got um, a colleague and friend who sends an email for me twice a year to, to his email list saying, if you can get on this guy's calendar, you should coach with him. And every time he does it, I get flooded. <laughs> I, had, I had over 200 inquiries awesome. about coaching from that. What's that worth? So I say, spend, buy the book, Mouse in the Room, read the book, and spend a little time being more of you. Mm-hmm. with everybody and the book will show you how yeah firstly you're going to feel better about yourself it's a it's actually a a, a pathway to self-confidence well and, to confidence there's only one kind of confidence right pathway to that but but secondly things will get better mm-hmm. your relationships get better people want to work with you more you can apply it to your customers you can apply it to your team mm. it's very exciting yeah and i think it's it's crucial you know, and I want to dive into this part that really stuck out to me in that is when you said you have to decide if it's worth, you know, that is that mouse worth it to name and to make it. So how do you how do you know if it's worth? Yeah, great. That mouth? Great make, question. Yeah. yeah. And first I'll say by default, the brain will usually tell you don't do it. Right. But you won't even know that because it's more the subconscious saying, uh, look, that's just going to be awkward. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. you know, so, so what we do instead is we go and gossip. Mm. We complain. Mm-hmm. We resent, right? Sound familiar, anybody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do you decide? Well, I'll give you some examples from the book of, of where you might decide it's not, not worth it. Firstly, you got to generate the upside, what good thing could come out of naming it? Why might I name it? And we don't have a lot of practice with this, so you really got to look. Yeah. Maybe it's for deeper connection. Maybe it's just to clear the air, get it off your chest, mm-hmm. maybe so that you can sleep at night. Maybe it's um, 
because you you have a story in your head. We call that a storytelling mouse. You got this story that you've made up and you want to check if it's true. But again, why would you do that? Well, maybe, maybe you got a desire mouse. You want a promotion and the outcome is you might get what you want. Mm-hmm. The outcome from, from talking to that prospective client that, that I wanted was that I felt um, clear that my time was valued and clear that he would be there and show up so that I had a chance of having an impact on him. That's, that's the upside. Yeah. Now, then you go, what's the downside? Now, the brain's really good at this. What's yeah. the worst that could happen? How could this go bad? Well, he might get angry and, and shout at me. Mm-hmm. I had one guy, I emailed him and said, look, just to be honest, I didn't get a sense that from your form, from your application, that this is something you really want right now. And, and, and then you didn't show up to the call. So look, if that's true, we'll just let it go. I got a very rude response from that. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 it was something like, you know, you claim to have been doing this for 20 years, but you don't have any internet presence, which is amazing to me. You put in David Wood life coach. It's like, <laughs> Like, did you even use Google? <laughs> but he said, you know, you're a sham, you're a fraud, whatever. It was like, oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> you, are, you are someone I'm, I will not work with. Mm-hmm. Now, that's very rare, but what's the worst that could happen? You got to write it down. Yep. Then you can weigh it up. I, am I willing to accept this, the risk of this? Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes you won't be. If you cheated on your wife or your husband, and you write down, well, they could leave me and take the kids and the house. Weigh it up. I'm not <laughs> saying yes or no. That's not my job. But weigh it up. Okay, right. I, could, I could have love again in this relationship if I, mm-hmm. if I come clean and, and ask for forgiveness and earn trust back. I could have true authenticity and connection. I could be a better model for my wife and my kids by taking the consequences and making this right. Mm-hmm. That's the upside. I'm getting inspired as I speak about it. Downside, these things could happen. Am I willing? Mm-hmm. If you decide yes, then you move forward. Another factor to consider is what's my investment with this person? If you just go to visit somebody and it's a one-off, you're never going to see them again and their house is crazy messy, what, where's the upside? Right. There might be, might be a contribution to them, but um, maybe that's one you keep to yourself. So look, plenty of times I decide, look, not my thing. Yeah. I had a, a tenant who lived downstairs in, in the house that I rented, and I had such big mice. I had such charge. We call them <laughs> rodents, rodents of unusual size when they get that, that big for any Princess Bride fans. Yeah. He, was, he was like slamming doors and whatever, and I tried to speak with him about it, and uh, he had so much charge, he just he could not listen. Mm. And I've got a lot of skill, man. I, you know, we even set a timer so that I could speak for three minutes, he could speak for three minutes. We did that. Often that worked, but then he got to a point, even that didn't work. And I realized, you know what? I'm going to limit my investment in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I said, so I said, look, it doesn't really seem like this is working for you does it? It's not really working out. And he went, yeah, I, I guess not. I said, all right, I think we've come to that time. Let's part ways. You've got 30 days, find somewhere and mm-hmm. I'll 
even help you mm-hmm. if you like. But that was a because I wanted to name my mice. Yeah. I wanted to say, are you kidding? The stuff that you're like blowing my mind what he was doing, but it wasn't receptive. Mm. And so I'm like, now I was very invested. That's yeah. the reason I kept trying because he's living below me. Mm-hmm. If you've got a, a coworker that you got to work with, if you've got a partner, a child, that uncle that you see, uh, you know, that lives nearby and that you see uh, often at family stuff. Okay. You're invested, read yeah. the book, apply it. But if it's someone look, you don't see that often, it doesn't really have that much of an impact. Um, or you feel like they're really unreceptive. Now that's a trap. I want to talk about that in a second. Mm, yeah. Like they're really unreceptive. Then maybe like, okay, I'm, I'm just not even going to bother. It's a mirror mouse. I'm going to do my own work on it. You know, or maybe I'll just make a request and they say yes or no. Yeah. Be careful about that. Oh, they're not going to be a receptive thing because the brain will tell you over and over and over again, oh, they're not going to take it well. No, that's the old pattern. Mm -hmm. You'd be amazed at the people who can receive your mouse if you put it in the right way, show a little vulnerability, let them know why. That's, That's part of the disarm. Let them know why you're actually doing it. You'd be stunned. I called, I called a boss that I worked with for years and, and like six years after I'd left the company, I had actually sued the company because I didn't think it was fair how they, mm-hmm. how they had, what they'd done in, in the exit package. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we settled and there was some money. And six years later, I'm like, is there any bad blood there? Now, wouldn't wouldn't the mind say that's not going to be a good conversation, right? And and I thought the upside is peace. Mm-hmm. That's the upside is peace, and maybe I can make a difference for him if he's if he's angry. Mm-hmm. And so I called him, and we had a conversation unlike any I'd ever had. I said, "Look, is this is there any bad blood? Is there any thing I should apologize for? Is there any?" And he said, "Look." I didn't like it at the time, having to part with the money, but it's water under the bridge. Really, no big. I was like, oh, oh, I'm glad to know it. And then we got talking. And he told me some, about his life. I said, how are you? He said, well, I'm going through a divorce, and mm. this is. What, he never told me a personal thing in the whole time I'd worked for him, and now I'm feeling connected with yeah. this man. You. You have no idea what's possible. The magic that we see in movies. The magic. The reason we watch movies is we want that that feeling where someone just took a risk, shared who they are, got received, everything changed. That kind of magic is available if you're willing to discover and name your mice. For sure, and I think that's that's all huge. And I think it, yeah, it stems, you know, increase in revenue, happiness. All of this stems from uh, being able to to find those mice, name them and deal with them properly and, and open up about it. So, you know, this has been great, David, I appreciate you sharing that and sharing the details in your book and how people can use them in their lives and in their businesses. I think it's just phenomenal um, way to visualize it and be able to start, you know, finding those and realizing that you have the mice to begin with. So right. you sharing all that, um, you know, to kind of round out, you know, at the beginning, I asked you what you do for fun or what you enjoy doing, what would be one thing, that people could take away from today um, that you want to share? One thing 
they can take away. Yeah, what what like a key a key kind of golden key, nugget that yeah. you would give them? Because all of it's been good. It's been a great conversation. Yeah, about one crucial thing that they need to start to to really develop. Well, I don't think I can top that last thing I just right. said. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like that that really landed in my body yeah. when I said it. Magic is available. I think that's huge. And you know, maybe you've had that experience uh, a few times in your life where you took a risk and you shared something. I understand why we don't because we, we don't have a roadmap for how to do it. We weren't taught by our parents generally about how to bring up something difficult with someone. Yeah. We weren't taught in school. We weren't taught in college, most of us. Right. Um, even the positive things, you know, loving someone really appreciating someone, those mice get buried a lot. So I'm here to say, you know, you probably had that experience in your life where you took a risk, you said something and it got received. Maybe you found out it wasn't a big deal after all. The other person's like, oh, God, no. I just had an acting student say to me uh, in the class, she said to me, she wasn't going to bring it up, but I brought up something else. And she's like, oh, I said, I'm very direct and to the point and sometimes too much so. And she said, yeah, when I first met you, we're having this great chat and you offered me a breath mint and I declined. And then you said, well, I'm going to go and sit over there. And so I went and sat on the other side of the room. She, in her head, had a storytelling oh. mouse. Was it because of my breath? No, I had nothing to do with the breath. I was just being uh -huh. polite and I wanted to go on the other side of the room. That's where I wanted to sit for before the class started. And But she had that in her head mm. when she brought up the mouse and discovered that it, that was ridiculous. All that was gone. I was like, oh my God, you know, it's just off the chest. So I want, uh, that seems like a little silly example, no, but I want everyone to have that experience. Um, Here's, let me read this first line of the book. Yeah. And I can't take credit for this line. This was Shana, Shana's line. Although you may have found this book in the self-help section, this is not a book about improving yourself. It's about knowing yourself and then sharing yourself. Mm. Go do that. 100%. No, I think that's a great, and that's a great place to end i think we can take a lot from that and everything else you shared today so we appreciate that david where can people connect with you if they want to you know get your help or just see what you're doing and then of course uh talk about your book and where they can find that real quick too please yeah thank you yeah go to, go to mouseintheroom.com can't be simpler than that <laughs> uh it's not elephant in the room it's mouse in the room and we don't have a the in front of it and um get the book it's available on, on Amazon. You can get the physical one or the or a Kindle version. And if you don't have Kindle, it's a free app. And then um, if you're interested in working with me, if you're a business owner and you're already up and running, so you've got revenue coming in, you're already successful in many areas, and you know there's more you can do, uh, and you're interested in your life being better, because I don't just do the business side. It's the whole picture. Go to mouseintheroom.com. And go through the navigation and click on coaching and apply for a free session. Awesome. And if it looks like we could be a fit, I'll get on, on Zoom with you and we'll, we'll work out exactly what you need. So mouseintheroom.com. 
Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, make sure you guys check that out. Get the book. David, again, we appreciate you being on Elevate Your Brand today. Uh, thanks so much. My pleasure. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.